The Doyen interviews acknowledges the Wondery people of the Kulin Nation as the traditional custodians of the land on which we're recording. I pay respect to Elders past, present and emerging. So I would say to begin with, I, I really liked drawing people and I liked capturing expressions and especially the expressions. I just wanted to show, you know, in an illustration if someone was happy, sad, sassy, or just what whatever they were feeling. That's when I started to focus on the voices behind the people I was drawing. So I kind of was there. I was like, I love drawing people. And then I started to draw Indigenous people. So before when I would draw people, I was kind of more, a lot more toony. Back then I wasn't even on a, on any digital art. I was just with charcoal, like charcoal, pencils and paper, like on a space such as Instagram. It's a very visual space and I knew straight away, hey, if I if I draw these really trendy, <laughs> trending <laughs> illustrations, I know that I'll be able to catch people's attention and that the person, you know, someone might click onto that and be like, oh, that's, that's a nice drawing. And then they're able to actually read this powerful meaning behind it. Hello and welcome to the Doyen Interviews, the podcast that speaks to inspiring women from the art, architecture and design world. Today I'm speaking to Wookie Penn, a digital artist who features women and their unique stories on her platform, Blackfella Stories. She also has a thriving online art store, which she spoke to me about starting in this podcast episode. There's a lot of digital art on Instagram. I have been drawn specifically to Mookie's work because of the storytelling aspect and also the style and unique colours used. She spoke about how art and self-expression can be used as a tool to grab our attention. In finding out more about the backstory to Mookie's work in this online space, we spoke about how she drew inspiration from a love of comics and also a desire to find a creative outlet as a mum of three when she moved to a new country. This episode is generously supported by the Alastair Swain Foundation. You can find out more at alastairswainfoundation.org. Thank you to Anon for the beautiful introductory music and also to Alira Murray for the beautiful custom illustration. Thanks, Mookie, for your time today. It would be great if you could begin with introducing yourself to the audience and discussing a little bit about who you are and what you do. Hi, I'm Mookie. <laughs> um, so um, Mookie Pen is my artist name and that's the name that I go under. I'm a Miriam Mer and Badu woman who's been born and raised in Yui country, which is in Mackay, so about just a bit north of central Queensland, probably north Queensland. I am a mother of three, married to a wonderful Samoan Kiwi, and I'm an artist. Awesome. Um, how did you get into producing art? In 2017, at that time, I, I just had my first daughter and I was living in New Zealand, in Wellington, Wendy Wellington, very cold. <laughs> <laughs> and it was 
it was such a um, crazy time. Me and my husband were only married for about a year and a lot of things happened really quickly. And at that time, I think I just felt very lonely and disconnected because there were so many new things happening, like still trying to figure out how to be an, a, a good wife and also um, becoming a mother. And I think one of the reasons why I felt so lonely and, and I started to really realise it at this time was I just felt really disconnected to my culture. Oh, And I think it was because, yeah, and, and it would probably be because I was living on different land, totally different to where I was from. And I was also around a lot of different culture and it just, it was so beautiful, like seeing the Maori culture, the Samoan culture, the Tongan culture, like all the Polynesian cultures that are heavily embraced in New Zealand. And I, it's, I, I started to think a lot about myself and, and especially as a mother, how, how did I want to share who I am with my children because I just felt so disconnected. And during this time, I would, le- I would just read so many comics. Like I was such a comic, <laughs> I was such a nerd. And oh. yeah, it all started from comics. So I, I dove into comics and I appreciated the storylines. And because I was kind of having that confused time, I, I really... I really found hope in the main characters and hearing them overcome trials and adversities. And, and from then I just, I started to just really appreciate the artists like, Oh wow, these people, they come and create their own stories and they produce this art. And then one day I just picked up a pencil and a pad and, and I just did a little doodle and I was like, Oh my gosh, I've, I'm actually really good at this. And and I drew like a girl, like it wasn't anything um, fancy, but I was really amazed because I didn't even know that I had an artistic skill. And then just from there, I just tried a lot of different things. And then eventually I started to connect through my culture through it. What sort of um, comics were you reading? Are there different types of comics from different places? Like was there a particular one or like a one story that you liked to, you were reading a lot? So there's a comic website called Webtoons and it was really easy for me to read off my phone. Like it's instead of the comics, like the mangas that you would read and you have to swipe the screen, this one kind of like it was like a long as panel and you just swipe up and I was like, that suits me. So a lot of different um, creators on there, like Korean creators, US creators. There's even some Aussie creators and New Zealand creators. They all had different types of artwork. So some people had like a manga style and some people had like, you know, just their own art style. And And I just appreciated all the different styles and storylines. And I'll probably say I was probably reading like 30 different series. <laughs> I was a bit crazy. Wow. <laughs> like such a nerd. And they would update every week. like, And it would take like five minutes to get through that episode and I was like I love this like I probably found it more entertaining than anything else (laughs) (laughs) yeah yeah oh that's amazing and so did you find that reading reading them inspired you and made you think um that yeah like do you think it was kind of maybe in the back of your mind was making you think oh I could do this and then um, and then it just started happening. 
it was so it was so random how it all came about because back then I didn't really think too much about it like I I was trying all these different things like I tried like I tried doing a blog and I was blogging my experience of an Indigenous woman living on a different you know from different country so and just my experiences like in New Zealand being a wife and and that didn't work out. And then I tried doing some arts and crafts and that didn't, like a lot of things I tried because I was trying to figure out what what is it that I want to do? And I, I, I was really ambitious. Like I wanted to really find what it was and I just kept going and going and going. And then I think I ended up bumping into like some podcast or like YouTube video or something um, talking about people who find their passions and I think they said like, oh, just start off with like writing a list of what you like. And usually what, like when I would write those lists, I didn't include it. Like I didn't even include, I like reading comics because I was like, oh, there's, there's nothing I could do from comics, you know? (laughs) So um, I I ended up figuring it out one day and it was like a light bulb in my head. And I was like, wow, there's something about this that I really, really like and it uplifts me. And then I just started to explore different things around it and I think I just started off with art first and that was what I clicked with and I was like wow it was just it was so random how it all came about <laughs> sounds like a really fun and an interesting process um something else that I wanted to ask you about is the relationship between producing artwork and being creative and and being healthy Women's health is a main theme of this mini-series, Talking to Artists. What does it mean to you to be healthy and creative? For myself, I think when I think about why I was so drawn to these people was I seen that they were expressing themselves. So I think I was trying to figure out, hey, how can I express myself? Because I liked that I could put my feelings out somewhere. I'm, I'm the type of person who, who feels that, they need to share or not bottle things up. Um, we've all got our own stories. And and for me, I, I think it's so important to express yourself. With art, that's what helped me. I was able to try different things. I think all of us are creative to an extent. Some are very creative, some aren't. I don't know what makes us creative, but I know that it is a big part of us. It's a lot to do with our identity, you know. We all come here through creation. And everything here has been created. I just feel that everyone just has a purpose to put something here. And for me, it was really important for me to chase that. And, and I felt like if I didn't figure this out, that I was going to be depressed, like as crazy as that sounds. I felt like if I didn't figure out why I needed to do my piece here, I was just living mindlessly. So for myself, it feels healthy for me to chase my dreams, which is being creative through art, because I feel like it's just a part of my identity. And if I'm not being myself, then I feel like I'm limiting myself, which isn't good. Yeah. Um, I just looked up the definition of creativity because I was thinking, what is it actually? What does it say in the dictionary? It says, creativity, the use of imagination or original ideas to create something, inventiveness. Mm. Sounds like you were kind of inventing something um, or something came to you that you were passionate about that you could like a tool you could use to express yourself yes and and I think that's what I loved because 
I think with the storytellers, like with the the authors of the comics, they they all figured out how they could express themselves, you know. And and I thought, oh wow, like how can I do that? Um, but I just didn't know that it was through art, and I just kept working on that, and it helps me a lot through motherhood and also with being a wife. Like I always had some, I, I had a purpose other than just being a wife and a mother, because when I went to New Zealand. I didn't know a lot of people, so I did fall back onto being a wife and being a mother a lot. I found comfort in it. But it was nice to know that there was something else I could do that was just for me and something that I could just pour my heart and soul into. It's so powerful to you talk about the experience of motherhood and being in a new place. I've also seen on your Instagram page that you've been celebrating the stories of other people is that something that you're still doing? And could you talk a little bit about what that has been? What happens was when I first started off doing my art seriously last year, I focused a lot on Indigenous empowerment because that's something that our community thrives off of. You know, we're so used to just feeling suppressed and and sometimes we're not even conscious of it. Like it's it's just been through intergenerational trauma and and sometimes we, it's like a light bulb moment when we realize, hey, we've been living suppressed, feel like this feeling of oppression. Um, so I focused on that because I knew how important that was. And then those posts, they were actually going viral. Like a lot of them were getting shared a lot. And I was like, oh, wow, the, uh, the Indigenous community, they really love this. And I wanted to share more than just a powerful quote. The thing is like with with Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander people, a lot of our history and culture, it's all through, at the moment, we've had to rely on our stories. So you've probably heard um, probably throughout your life that every, you know, Indigenous person has a completely different experience to another Indigenous person. You know, we're all, like a lot of Aboriginal people, they're all from different tribes, different countries. It's not like, hey, I'm Aboriginal. I speak the same language as this other Aboriginal person from this side of um, Australia. Like it's completely different. So I wanted to use the platform to actually share what what we were actually feeling as Indigenous people, our, our stories, our experiences. And also I feel that sometimes when people view Indigenous people, they just see angry Black people oh, look at these angry black people posting, protesting, all of this. I wanted to show like a vulnerable side, a real side. Hey, you know, we cry too. Um, there's a reason behind the angriness, you know, or, you know, we've got, a, we've got hearts too. Like we, we are just like you. So I wanted to do that. And you probably seen some of the early features at that time. I'm not too sure how I'm going to continue with this or or when I'm going to start. Like at the moment it's on hold just because everything's been crazy <laughs> with my shop and I'm like, ah. Um, but honestly, some of those stories on there, they're so important. And, you know, it was so nice to share stories and like speak with some of the people who contributed after and hear how happy they were to be heard and that their voices were valued. And that that was the the main reason I was like, hey, instead of me just having this skill to myself, why don't I use it to help uplift others? And at first, 
the first thing I thought of was our, you know, the black folk community. So I went straight back into then and that's the idea that I came up with. Amazing. Um, so where can people find these stories online and is there a story that you can share with us today? So it's called Blackfella Stories. Um, so just black without the C. You probably heard like the reason why we don't put the C in it. Um, just C stands for colonisation. So it's just kind of like decolonisation. So black, um, B-L-A-K, and then fella, F-E-L-L-A, and then stories, just all one word. And that's the username. One story that I know that I would be able to share is from Cassandra and Cassandra was someone I met on Instagram and we just, we supported each other. She's currently in drug addiction recovery. When I was speaking to her at the time, she didn't have her children with her and she was just on her journey of healing from her addictions. I was so grateful to to bump into her and to hear her story and I can read it. Is it okay if I read it? Would it be nice if I could? Yeah, that'd be great. So because it's already on a public platform and she's already out, you know, sharing her story, I know she'll be very happy for me to, to share this. So the story goes, I started using prescription pills at the age of nine. I left home at 14, had a job and went to school. I drank and used drugs until I met a guy at 16 and fell pregnant soon after. The only time I never drank or used drugs was when I was pregnant. I had another two daughters and by this time I was in a bad relationship. I eventually left after 10 years. I was a single mum for a short time and then I met another guy. I hit the drugs harder and drank constantly. Then I fell pregnant with my son. At this time, I was drinking every day, smoking weed and hiding the fact that I was on ice. I had severe anxiety, depression and postnatal depression. This relationship wasn't good. I left my ex and was a single mother of four. By this time, I drank and used ice every day to function. I ended up in mental health and tried to overdose and ended up in rehab. I am now 10 months clean and sober. I worked very hard to be where I am now. I am the first Aboriginal woman to graduate at Munya Rehab Salvation Army Brisbane. I now have my own place and start work in the new year and get my children back in my care in January. And at this time she shared this story, it was last year. So it's May now. Um, I didn't think I could do it. I put my head down and did whatever I needed to do. I have found faith in God and do regular NA meetings. Being in recovery is a lifelong program and addiction and alcoholism is a disease. I need to do this program daily. I still have bad days. I still have to live on life's terms. But if if I do this every day for the rest of my life, I will. Being in addiction, I lost my soul. I lost my self esteem. I let people use and abuse me. Today, I am a proud Aboriginal woman who was a role model for my babies. So that was um, Cassandra's story. And when she first shared that with me, I was bawling my eyes out. <laughs> I, was, I was just like, oh, my gosh, like I'm going to get emotional. <laughs> but I just thought, sorry, I just thought, like, how amazing, like, 
that she could share something like that. And, you know, we're, we're all so scared to be vulnerable. And I just, I felt so amazed that, you know, she had the power to share that story. And, you know, she has all of her children back today. I, I keep in touch with her personally on Facebook and she's just doing so well. She looks so happy and, and she's still continuing her, um, her, she gives awareness of, you know, her story and gives other people hope. And I just thought what a strong, strong Aboriginal woman. Like she just really inspired me so much, even like <laughs> myself as a mother. <sighs> yeah, <laughs> um, definitely that, that story is been pretty emotional for both of us, I think. Um, it's really great to hear um, that, you know, someone has been able to overcome struggles like that. So thank you. Thank you for sharing. I think on a space such as Instagram, it's a very visual space and I knew straight away, hey, if I, if I draw these really trendy <laughs> trending illustrations I know that I'll be able to catch people's attention and that the person you know someone might click onto that and be like oh that's that's a nice drawing and then they're able to actually read this powerful meaning behind it and with a lot of the illustrations I just I just asked whoever wants to share their story just to share a photo share a photo that they'd like to be shared of themselves just a real photo of them and that's what they will get in return for sharing their story. So, hey, if you if you share your story, you get a free illustration. I would say that I definitely did feel uplifted because sometimes because I'm in my own world and my own bubble as a mother, especially during COVID, I tend to feel very self-absorbed because it's very about, about me and my problems and, and getting through the things I need to get through. And it's such an eye-opener to know that, hey, you're not the only one that's going through something right now. It's, it's comforting and it's not comforting because you want other people to struggle. Hey, struggle with me. I want you to struggle. But it's comforting because we all have these trials that we're going through. And, and it made me feel better, especially as a mother, to know that there's a lot of other mothers out there trying to achieve goals as well. Because sometimes it's very easy to get stuck into the loop of, oh, you're a mother, you can't do much now because you've got kids. Like I'm so used to people saying to me, hey, um, maybe you should stop having kids now because I had my kids really close together. <laughs> maybe you should stop having kids now because, um, you know, it's just going to stress you out. And I was like, yeah, it does stress me out. But, <laughs> but I, you know, I want to enjoy the journey. Um, with the people that I love and it's it's just lovely to hear like these powerful stories of women and a lot of them have been mothers um, overcoming trials and challenges and and becoming stronger while being a mother because it's something that I can personally relate to it's really meaningful to me and especially as Indigenous women you can't really go online and find inspiration it's just only now that I've started to see a movement of strong, strong Indigenous people online. And it really inspires me and it really uplifts me to see other people out there also sharing their stories and what's happening in their part of Australia and, and how they're tackling those issues. Yeah, um, I guess it's as well the power of the internet, being able to 
see globally what's going on and with these tools like online art then you can you can hear really directly from the source or you know from a one-to-one exchange rather than always looking to the news and not knowing if those sources are really accurate so I am loving hearing what you're talking about and, and describing and think it's so relevant at the moment as we're all still going through lockdowns and the effects of COVID-19. I'd love to hear a bit more as well about your own online art store. I know that you offer custom pieces as well as contemporary artwork and I've seen that you might be working a bit with fashion. Could you talk a little bit about this? How are you feeling about your own artwork at the moment? I'm really happy that people want to buy something I've created. I sell the contemporary pieces, so the Torres Strait Islander art pieces. I've probably got five different artworks, and that's just for anyone that wants to have Torres Strait Islander representation in their home. You know, a lot of people like artwork or simple artwork. Some of it's not simple, like my style, though. Um, But I do have simplified versions of my prints online. And you can get it in a frame. It, it costs more though, or you can just get it as a like a print and there's A5 to A3. So it's just like simple frames that you'd want to have in your home. And then with the custom illustrations, I haven't had many requests lately, but that was what I started off with. So I started off with that and then I ventured out into the contemporary style because that's me trying to connect to who I am and trying to learn more and just draw what I've seen and also with what really resonates with me like all the the stuff that really resonates with me I just try to portray but yes that those are my different pieces and I I think I do want to do more clothing especially I've been playing around with textile design lately so that's a little sneak peek (laughs) on some things that I'm I'm working on but I'll definitely be continuing with the prints and more streetwear fashion and also looking into some cultural designs as well great and where can people find you yeah so at the moment I'm just on Instagram I do have a Facebook page and my website and on Instagram I'm just smoky pen so m pen and then you can find me on Facebook under the same name and then with my website it's smokypen.com Okay, awesome. Well, Mookie, it's been so good to talk to you today. Thank you so much for coming on the podcast and sharing. Oh, I'm so grateful to be a part of this, honestly. Thank you so much for reaching out. No worries at all. Um, Enjoy the rest of your day. Okay, you too. Bye.